Girl on Purpose Radio, episode number 48. Welcome back to another episode of Girl on Purpose Radio. My name is Vivian Tenorio. I am the former CEO of Signature Flan, turn radio and TV host. And each and every weekday, you are given the opportunity to join me and my amazing guest as we share our spirited stories of our successes, our failures, as well as incredible tips and insights for starting a business and finding fulfillment. We are definitely opening up our playbooks and paving the way for you to take our lead. Thank you for spending this time with me. Now let's get started. All right, you guys, I am back with another great interview, another great founder. Today, I am interviewing Trevor Ross. Now, he is the founder of Live Kombucha Soda. They are out of Austin, Texas, another amazing company out of Austin, one of my favorite cities in the U.S. So um, Trevor shares with us why and how he started his company. He also shares with us some of his best tips as well as some of the mistakes that he has made. So you guys are going to get a lot of great value out of this interview and stick around all the way to the end because I have a giveaway announcement. All right, here you go. Hello, hello, my beautiful people. Welcome back to another episode of Girl on Purpose. On today's show, I have the privilege of having with me the founder of Live Kombucha Soda. Welcome to the show, Trevor Ross. Thank you for having me. It is my pleasure to have you on. So I want to start the episode by allowing you to share your story. So tell us how you started the company and why you started the company. I started the company because I I really got into nutrition and health. Unfortunately, with a bad experience with my sister, she got cancer at a really early age. She was diagnosed with breast cancer in her late 20s. And she was always my older sister. I always looked up to her. She had all the answers. And whenever that happened, it just had a huge impact on my life of how food really is nutrition. And it made me really dive deep into what I can do to help her and to help myself and to really help other people live a healthier lifestyle. Unfortunately, she did not survive her battle, but it really just empowered and impassioned me to help more people with their journeys to to becoming healthier and better people. And, um, you know, along that journey, I discovered kombucha. And kombucha is this funky thing. It's a tea that's fermented and it has all these great things in it that um, are known to aid in digestion and has probiotics and has all these wonderful things, but it uh, normally doesn't smell the best or taste the best. It has a very acquired flavor to it. Um, My wife always kind of referred to it lovingly as my stinky feet juice. (laughs) So my, my goal was to try and help my dad, who drank Coca-Cola like it was going out of style, after all these problems that I saw my sister go through, to get him off of Coca-Cola. So my intention was, if I can get my dad to drink something like kombucha, then I know I can help a lot of people out. So that was my goal, and that's where I started. My first success as a, as a business for live kombucha was Whenever I still remember, we were at Thanksgiving, and I snuck some of my concoction in because I I brewed kombucha, and I 
got to where I was kind of mixing it with, um, you know, these essential oils and organic extracts and spices. And, and I, I brought a bottle in and I snuck it in front of my dad right before we were about to eat. And, um, I poured it over ice and he took a sip and he was like, wow, this is a, this is pretty good soda. What is this? I was like, huh? I was like, <laughs> it's, uh, it, it's, it's my life kombucha. And he's like, what's that? And I was like, don't worry about it. Just drink it. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's how I got into, uh, making kombucha was to really, I really want to help people out and help people enable people to live a healthier lifestyle. One of my questions right after the tell us the story is, you know, have you always wanted to be an entrepreneur? But for you, I know that was a yes, because before this you have or you still do have a successful company named Boundless Nutrition, correct? Right. Correct. Boundless Nutrition. Yeah. And and that is I and I still own it and I still love it. And that was my first venture into becoming an entrepreneur. And that's uh, we make gluten free um, high protein wellness products. So we make a, a gluten-free high protein bar that's fortified with marine based omegas. So you get your EPA and DPA, um, uh, DHA, omega threes, you get three cups of decaffeinated green tea, you get grass fed whey protein. It's, uh, one of the lowest sugar bars you can buy, but it's natural and organic. So that was, I had that experience going into live kombucha that I was able to, to leverage and take advantage of. What were you doing before even that company? Have you always had a dream of becoming an entrepreneur or were, did you kind of just stumble into the Boundless Nutrition Company? Oh, it was a complete stumble. <laughs> I, uh, I, I always, I had a mentor growing up um, who was, he was really, he's a great guy and he was an entrepreneur himself. And, and I actually have a degree in electrical engineering of all things. And that was where I, started my working career. And um, this mentor that I, I had, he developed a business making electromagnetic compatibility systems. And I know it sounds really crazy confusing, but it's, all it does is essentially test whether or not the products comply with um, anything that radiates or absorbs electromagnetic waves. So cell phones or computers or you know pretty much anything that's electronic is going to have an effect on that. But the guy that started this company, he kind of took me under his wing. I interned as I was going through college, and um, I, I really saw how he was able to take something literally from nothing and grow it into a company, and that was always inspiring for me. But you know, I, I never, at the time, it was such a pipe dream to think of owning your own business, and uh, he, you know, he kind of took me under his wing and showed me that hey, this is possible. If you can dream it, if you can think of it, you can make it. So, um, but it was never a goal of mine. As soon as I graduated college, I, I didn't say, Hey, I'm going to be an entrepreneur now. It was always, uh, well, I'm going to find a job and maybe one day it would be nice. But I, I, I kind of just fell into having my own business. And, and a lot of that was driven by just the passion for, for wanting to help and, and influence people in a, in a better lifestyle. Right. So you have, so you start this, um, boundless nutrition company, you guys are selling bars and you guys are selling cookies. And at what point do, um, do you decide, okay, I am going to jump into this competitive, competitive world of 
you know, the beverage industry because, um, you know, it's not easy. So you have a successful company. Why? Why? Why dive into that? I know you kind of explained that a little bit in the beginning, but do you ever did you ever have any thoughts of, no, I should just kind of stick to what I'm doing here? It's it's working. You know, to be honest, I think part of that is just blind passion. And, you know, occasionally you get those thoughts. But it's one of those things where things just feel right and, and you follow it and you, 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 you have to have that confidence and that passion to where you have, you know, I would say to myself, if I failed doing this, I would be happier if I didn't try it at all and, you know, and, and didn't even worry about failure. I, I would rather fail. I would rather go down swinging than not try at all. Right. I love that. I love that. So tell us, you know, you have experience with the bars and the cookies, and now you're in the beverage industry. Tell us some differences. Tell us some things that were surprising to you um, launching this new company. Wow. So there's a lot of differences between food and beverage. There's differences in distribution, especially for kombucha because it's refrigerated. So even even within the beverage space, non-refrigerated and refrigerated beverages are completely different in the way that they make it to market and the way that their shelf space is allocated inside the store. I mean, it's so brutal. It's it's quite literally a dogfight for space inside that store. Um, the cooler space especially is just at a premium because everyone's fighting for it and everyone wants more space, but it's so limited right now and, and cooler space is so expensive for the store to maintain. So it's just, it's so difficult. Uh, the bars and cookies, they can set up, you know, a 12 foot section and they can double face everything and stack it floor to ceiling. And, but when you talk about refrigerated products, even just getting back stock into the store is difficult because refrigerated space is so limited, even in the back of the store. So, you can have a great product that's selling well and they run out of stock and your sales look terrible because there's no back stock. So then you're at the mercy of your distributor getting in there quickly enough to replenish the stock. And sometimes that doesn't always happen because you're still small and you don't have a lot of their attention and they don't carry a lot of stock for you. So just the whole pipeline is different and the whole ecosystem around the product and, and getting the product to the consumer is different. Okay. So, um, did you guys find a co-packer whenever you were launching, or did you guys build out a facility of your own? No, we built out a facility of our own, and that was one of the things that I was very passionate about because the, just the way that kombucha is, its characteristics, it, has, it, it, it can be mishandled very easily. It's one of these products that it has a very low um, pH, which means it's fairly high in acid, and that's a good thing because it helps in aid in digestion, but it's a bad thing when it, you're talking about processing because there's a lot of um, places and co-packers that have filling machines or they have transfer hoses that are all made of plastic material. And plastic material and acid don't usually mix very well. There can be leaching. There can be transfers of some of these, these polymers that they make that make up plastic. And for me, I would rather not launch a product and it be – have a problem with processing or have even the possibility of it being unhealthy. So we built out our own facility from scratch, everything. And the way we brew it, the way that we process it, the way that we, 
we bottle it, everything from soup to nuts is designed by us and it's controlled by us. So, so it's really super important, especially for this type of product, that it's handled properly, that it's cared for properly, and that it's bottled properly. Right. So when you are building out a facility, you are new to the beverage world. Where are you getting all this knowledge? Trial and error on some things. Um, <laughs> lots, of, lots of lumps to the head, um, lots of research, um, lots of asking questions. I mean, it's, you, you really just have to collect it all from what you know, and, and don't be afraid to ask questions if you don't know something. Right. So you have this successful business with the bars and the cookies. Um, is it easier to go to a retailer with that kind of experience and that business kind of established to introduce a new product, even though I know they're different buyers, but is it easier? Do you have kind of a way in or is it you're starting from scratch? For the most part, you're starting from scratch. Um, there was parts of the business that we could leverage from the bars and the cookies, um, like working with brokers and distributors. We already had the contacts there, but whenever you're actually selling into the store, you're really talking to different areas of the store for the most part. Sometimes there's overlap, and it's, and that's one of those places that it does help to, to have the existing relationships that you can get in. But, um, yeah, for the most part, you're, you're starting over. But it's, it's also kind of refreshing, too, because you don't run into the same roadblocks that you've been experiencing with the other products. So it's motivating, and it's, it's more difficult in some ways. Can you share with us maybe a mistake that you have made that you've learned from? Oh, which one? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, uh, I think... Probably the biggest mistake that I made as an entrepreneur and as someone who is growing a business is not surrounding myself with the right people. You got to surround yourself with the right people and you have to choose your employees wisely in the beginning. Because if, if you surround yourself with people that don't believe in your vision or aren't willing to, to do what it takes as a startup environment, then you're, you're really going to have problems. Um, and that's that's one of those things that you know no one no one really is born with the inherent knowledge of of how to hire. You just kind of have to figure out what works and what doesn't. And everybody's different too. Personalities are different, and work ethics are different. And you have to learn how to ask the right questions and find the right traits in the people that that you need to surround yourself. And at the same token, you have to be honest with yourself. And you have to realize what you're good at and what you're not good at and fill in the gaps where you know you have weaknesses personally with yourself. And, and don't be afraid to let, let people do what you hired them to do. Let's celebrate a success. Share with us one of your best business decisions. My, one of my best business decisions is finding a good mentor. So finding someone that has industry knowledge or similar industry knowledge and passions as you do and has kind of taken the same route or same path as you and can help you and guide you through some of the pitfalls and can sometimes be a shoulder to cry on whenever you, you feel like you want to give up and that motivational pep talk that they, you know, that they can give you. But finding that, that right mentor is so critical for success because they can short circuit 
um, so many pains that you might have, and they can steer you away from some pitfalls that you might be heading towards that you don't even know you're going for. Running one business is difficult enough. So you're running two, you're married. How yes. how do you deal with kind of the ups and downs of a, every day just running a business and being a married man? So how do you deal with that? Oh, wow. Um, sometimes not very well, <laughs> I think my <laughs> wife would say, but um, I think it's really important to, um, well, first of all, you have to do what you love. You have to have that passion and that drive behind the product and the process and, and the business that you have. Because if you don't have that, when times get tough, you have to dig deep to, to solve the problem and, and push through. That's where you go. You have to go to where that passion is, and it'll lift you up and help you through those times. So um, you have to do something that you love and, and are passionate about. And then um, you, you can't be afraid to fail and ask questions, too. So you, you have to – and I think that's – it's okay to not know everything. And sometimes as entrepreneurs, you put all that burden and stress on yourself to where you have to you know, think and feel like you're the answer for everything when – Sometimes you're not, and you have to be able to lean on people around you, and and know that, and and build that that team and that support structure that that you all build each other up and help each other. And then I think yeah, you you have to eat healthy and exercise. <laughs> funny enough, because if you're if you're not feeding and fueling your body well, and you're not you're not exercising and releasing that stress, it's really going to have an influence on you. You're not going to feel well, and you're going to get tired a lot, and you're not going to have the energy to push through. Those are really long answers. <laughs> no, those are great. <laughs> those are really great. Those are really great. You know, I ask that question of everyone, well, mostly everyone um, that comes on the show, and a lot of them say the same thing. You have to take care of yourself. You have to exercise. You have to do some kind of activity that releases that stress. So I think a lot of people don't think about that. They just feel like they can just go 24-7, and you cannot. I mean, you're going to burn out. Oh, Absolutely. And then you're not doing anybody any favors. Right, right. So if you could give another entrepreneur, someone who is thinking about jumping into entrepreneurship, three tips, what would they be? So I, I, it probably is the same thing I just said. I, you, you have to have passion. You have to find something that you love. Um, and if you don't have that, your base isn't going to be strong to build on. Um, you have to find the right team and support structure around you. So you have to know the areas that you're weak. You know, if you're not good in finance, then you need a good person. You need a good accountant that can run the numbers and make sure you're profitable. If you're not good with sales or marketing, then you need to find a good sales or marketing person. So you have to be completely honest with yourself and know your strengths and weaknesses and then fill those gaps and build your team. So it's, it's really important to have that team and, if you don't have the money to hire the people that that can fill those gaps, then you fill them temporarily until you can. But just know that it's 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 okay to not know everything, and that you will eventually have to have people around you that that can build you up and and fill in the holes where you have weaknesses. And then uh, you gotta, I would say, find a mentor too, because that's what that's one of the things that really helped me is finding people 
in the business already and can give me tips. Because a lot of times you don't really know where to start. And it's like, wow, I have this great bar. How do I get it onto the shelf? Or I've, I've got this kombucha that I want to launch into Whole Foods. Where do you even start? And a lot of times finding a mentor for someone who's been in business and not necessarily in the same business that you are, but in business in general can give you some really good tips and motivation that's helped them. And then you can always gain from that experience. Right. Those are great tips. Thank you for sharing those. So tell us, what are you working on now? What are you guys excited about over there at Kombucha Soda? Yeah, we're working on some new flavors. We just launched uh, Sparkling Ginger, which is my new favorite. It tastes like a really, really good um, ginger ale slash ginger beer. It's kind of a good mix in between. And then we just finished our orange dreamsicle flavor, which tastes like a one of those uh, orange creamsicles that you used to get whenever you were you're a kid. So we have two new flavors coming out, and then we're looking at experimenting with some pretty progressive ingredients in some of our products and trying to push that envelope even further. So how do you come up with the flavors? I um, I actually do them myself. We uh, we try and find what's popular out there, and then I get in the lab and put on my mad scientist hat and get to work <laughs> mixing up some some crazy concoctions with uh, essential oils, spices, and extracts. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. All right, Trevor, thank you so much for coming on the show today and sharing your experience with the listeners. Now, can you tell the listeners how they can find your product? If you go to our website, which is livesodakombucha.com, it'll have a store finder on there, and you can put your zip code, and it'll show you all the stores around you where you can buy our product. Perfect. Thank you so much for coming on the show. You have a great night. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, guys, that was my interview with Trevor Ross, the founder of Live Kombucha Soda. Do not forget to stop by my website. In the show notes, you will have all of the links back to Trevor so you guys can connect with him and get your hands on some of that yummy soda. Now, let me tell you about the fabulous giveaway he is offering one of our listeners. So he has offered a giveaway with a value close to $150. So ready? Wait for it. A month supply of his soda, assorted flavors, a t-shirt, a koozie, some stickers and some other fun items so what a great giveaway it is a big one thank you so much trevor for being so generous there all right guys so go to my website viviantenario.com get all the details on how you can enter this giveaway because it's a big one it's a nice one so you guys enter that giveaway Okay, so very good. Thank you so much for stopping by and listening to this episode of Girl on Purpose. You know that I appreciate you so, so very, very much. I hope to see you guys back tomorrow.